welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here and have no concern about the emission price. All you need is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. Let the adventure begin. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, and soon-to-be traveling companion, <laughs> Miss, Mr. Mike. Oh, uh, the uh, the always traveling uh, Mr. Mike, apparently. <laughs> yes. Uh, just in from Michigan this morning, actually. So, mm. uh, And then we'll be, uh, and we, we talked a little bit, by the way, we do have a new Patreon. If anyone wants to join us, patreon.com slash Russ. <laughs> different podcasts patreon.com slash fishing without bait and we're putting some extra conversations including our plans for this upcoming trip uh our intended plans so we're looking forward uh to to, to that and uh if you've gotten any any good out of this show we appreciate uh everybody helping us uh continue the show by joining us on patreon yes and our intentions of uh, heading down to florida is to visit our good friend jake Steele, who does the uh, vast majority of the inking of myself uh, and looking forward to seeing our friend jake again and having some more adventures absolutely so mike uh, we often talk on this show about serenity we often talk about expectations and how unrealistic and excessive expectations can lead to anxiety, worry, and distress and fear. So today, my friends, we're going to talk a little bit and we're going to read a little bit out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And please have an open mind, uh, whether you have an addiction issue. And remember, everybody's in recovery from something. Mm -hmm. This, uh, these are common sense tips about dealing with life that's right in front of you. And keep in mind that 12-step recovery is not about stopping using drugs or alcohol or gambling or any of the hundred other groups that use the behavioral techniques. Okay, It's about having a change in your thoughts and a change in your actions because your way is not working. Okay, so I'm going to read this first paragraph and perhaps we can share a bit about that, Mike. Perhaps the best thing... For all of me, all of me, is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations are of people, places, and things, and I'm paraphrasing here, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectation, but then my rights try to move in. And they too can force my serenity level down. I have to do dis I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level at least for the time being. So, Mike, you were talking to me earlier about a friend of yours who was driving in New York City and seemed uh, a bit peeved by every interaction of everybody on the Absolutely. road. Absolutely. Or I've ridden with uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of people that, that are, you know, take, uh, I often say, take any, any uh, traffic infraction as a personal offense. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, that this is absolutely, a, you know, and, and I told them, you know, in the New York City uh, uh, idea, I was like, listen, you have to 
be able to let this kind of thing go when you don't see when you see somebody doing something that you know in the man basically driving like a New York City driver um, because that's just this is the world you're in. This is different than the world you're usually in. And uh, if you just let it go, but be defensive and aware, but let it go, or else you're not going to last here. Yes. So that's that's an excellent story that you we let into a nice segue for what we're talking about today. As this story is out of the story section of uh, the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous at the end, and this chapter is certainly one of the most famous in literature. It originally was called Dr. Alcoholic Addict, and the name was changed to An Acceptance is the Answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was written by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Paul, uh, who uh, went to, as we say in the 12-step world, the big meeting in the sky a few years ago. So do you think you could have asked your friend, uh, how important is this to your serenity. Mm. How important is this uh, to your emotional sobriety? Uh, how important is this? Uh, where I kind of think your friend was thinking about his rights as a driver. Uh, maybe, maybe, may, maybe just, just it's that, and I go with that, that expectation of other people. I, I've seen that through multiple friends as well. Uh, you know, more multiple people I inter- interact with over the years. You know, where they they can't, um, you know, settle with coworkers or, or, or the people around them or people they need to deal with on a day to day basis um, because they they expect more out of them and can't accept any less than their expectations. And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain that at a higher level, at least for the time being. We often talk about being in the moment and avoiding time traveling Absolutely. and i think there's there's a comment that's been ringing in my head i heard about a month ago on a podcast i listened to um so shout outs to merlin man uh that does a lot of uh, a couple of podcasts he, he does several podcasts uh, and a couple of them i listen to um he says when when you have when you have an issue would you rather be right or would you rather be happy sure and that has rung with my head that's rung in my head for a while, and that seems I feel like that goes along with this. Would you rather be right or you'd rather be happy? That's uh, that's one of the quotes that we often fly around on this show too. And of course, one of them is uh, if you have a choice between being right and being kind, choose being kind, and you will be right every time. Mm-hmm. So, so this this last paragraph that I'm going to read out of acceptance is the answer. I think uh, kind of sums this up and will take us into our next conversation, which is when he says, I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. Hmm. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. So, Mike, tell me about some times when your magical magnifying mind uh, generally mushroomed your problems and expectations and general levels of discomfort. I, I, I would say I, I'm, I, I can't get, I can't get into a specific situation, but it's that to me, this, this reads as um, again, you're in a social setting, something like that. And it, it rents space in your head. You, 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 
you have an interaction with somebody. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a store clerk. Maybe it's a person that get, you got the coffee from. Maybe it's somebody else waiting for the coffee that really kind of disrupted you, right? And 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 or or maybe it's somebody at work and there was an interaction and you're like, do we have a problem now? And now that's stuck in your head and that gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then to to it's a problem. But it turns out like the other person doesn't have a problem. Nobody else has a problem. Maybe you did something and you think that is magnifying in your head and mushing into a giant issue. I do this a lot. I, I I do this thing this thing a lot where if I have a client that I haven't had a chance to communicate more than like an email here or there of a, of, of something on the job and it's like okay, I need to touch base. It's like, you know, hey, we need to have a meeting or go get dinner or something just to Make sure everything's good. And I create these scenarios ah. in my mind because without that interaction, the, the oh, yeah, everything's good. Oh, no, this isn't the thing you're thinking it is. Oh, no, we're, we're expecting this. Oh, yeah, we're on the same page. Your mind goes, oh, no, are they thinking this? Oh, no, are they looking to somebody else? You're like like that the paranoia grows and magnifies, right? Yes, and that leads us back into our old friend, Abracadabra. Yes. Abracadabra. I create what I speak. I speak what I create. Aramaic, uh, a rough translation of that. So when we're talking about our magical mis- our magical magnifying mind, we're actually talking about the concept of abracadabra, creating what I speak. Did that person mean that toward me? Mm-hmm. Did I make a fool of myself? Was I humiliated? Did I say something embarrassing? Are these people going to think that I'm a fool? Are these people going to think I'm an arrogant? Are these people going to think anything that we can possibly imagine when we have these cascading type of thinking? How many times, maybe not you, Jim, but maybe so, or maybe others in the audience, how many times have you been sitting there in the crowd or something and really concerned about how you are and how your hair is and how your hat is and is my shirt okay? And you know, and, and realizing like 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 just worried people are looking at you while you're in a crowd. It turns out nobody's noticed you. Well, nobody, <laughs> in, in reality, no. it's like, wait, nobody's noticed you. Nobody's now I did have an me. opposite thing because I've tried very hard to stick be in the background of these events that I do. And then also just dawning on me because they're like, oh yeah, everybody knows you. And so I was like, well, how? I've been trying to hide in the background and, and get my shots and everything. I was like, oh. I'm walking around in a giant orange shirt that says official photographer. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. So uh, that that's where it worked the opposite way for me. But generally, nobody cares. Whatever you think everybody's caring about, you sitting there with whatever shirt you on or, or whatever you did, you know, whatever hat you're wearing, um, nobody cares. Yes, when you go to an event, people are there to view the event, not to view you. Yes, yes. Or in the social, you know, it's just like you're you're just one of a hundred people, and 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 nobody's attention is actually on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't I don't think it's a necessarily a a uh you know it's a concern, but I I don't know if that's a, a narcissism or something maybe, but or it's just a concern. I just just like I don't want to I don't want to be the issue or something. Oh, it comes back to self-concept and self-esteem. Yes. Facts and information you know about yourself, how you interpret those. If you walk into a situation with low self-concept and low self-esteem, you're going to interpret comments that may be innocuous as, what are are they throwing a backhanded uh, 
compliment to me? Are they what are what are they saying about me? What what's really behind what they're saying? What do they mean? Is that is that an insult? What is the weight behind that? Yes, and most of the times it's absolutely nothing. And we have to ask ourselves, how much am I making out of this? And is that is that magic magnifying mind of mine making something out of something? And here's where we get back to the mindfulness aspect of this, paying attention on purpose. Yep. Let's check the facts. What do I know for sure? What's right in front of me? What's right in front of me? So when he says that his serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance, acceptance doesn't mean approval. However, when everybody on the freeway is driving like a jerk and moving and weaving in and out of traffic, you can either accept that or you can get angry and make your blood pressure rise and perhaps burst your skin into flame. Or you can accept the fact that, hey, uh, I'm dealing with a bunch of uh, lunatics and I'm going to go with the flow and be in the stream. Mm -hmm. And occasionally, if you choose to beep your horn, go ahead. But yeah. however, I would suggest good luck with that. Absolutely. Sometimes it just makes you feel better. Though. Sometimes, Sometimes it makes you feel better to vent a little bit. Yes. Or those turns of phrase that you and I often talk about, Mike, that you can say in a derogatory way, I don't care. It's like a little kid. Well, you're not going to go to school. You're not going to get television today. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> or you can genuinely, without disparaging the situation or the person saying, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care. How much of your energy are you going to devote? I would suggest that our friends out there, particularly our Patreon friends, begin to recognize the fact, and you have a choice of how many molecules of time or energy to spend on any particular place or thing. And most things do not, as our good friend Marcus Aurelius says, and maybe we'll have him on a podcast someday, merely joking, uh, that he refuses to let the foul deeds of others stain our clothing. Mm -hmm. And that's really the idea, is how not to carry, how not to carry perceived or intentional slights the rest of the day. And I'm sure that there are some people who actually do give you intentional slights. So how do you handle that, Mike? This has happened a couple of times where where that's happened towards directly my work. And um, not not a fair not in a fair way, not like a critiquing, you know, kind of thing. And uh, and and or more just like, hey, you're here, you're doing this and and you don't matter doing this. And uh, that has just been a like in my head it just runs through, really? Really? And then I just take note, and uh, that is now a a note in my head. And the next time that next time that person asked uh, for something, really, <laughs> so that, that I mean that's how I've handled those kinds of situations, at least. Well, normally you answer those situations with just not responding. Let me give you an example. Of and, that. and verbally, no, verbally I had not. But the idea is how not carry that inside of your head as a some baggage that you're carrying around mm. with you you only have two hands how many can you carry that's true uh i remember when i originally put my profile on psychology today as i'm a behavioral health therapist uh the first comment that i got on that was somebody pointing out that i had made a couple punctuation errors and that person referred to me as lazy and sloppy <laughs> And it's so wild that so many people want to point that out, especially on your online social media profiles like that, right? My first thought, and 
an emotional mind response was to be, you have you value your time so little that you have to you have to search out situations. <laughs> why do to be you offended. Ha- Why do you have so much time in order to look for something like this? So, <laughs> but a wiser mind said, if this person's of this type of mindset, I'm not going to open myself up to any further critiques. No, no, absolutely. And I chose I chose not to respond, even though sometimes uh, you have to put duct tape across your mouth. <laughs> So as we wrap up this show today, Mike, uh, I hope what people are taking away that your serenity is directly proportional to your expectations and to understand that we all can develop these magic magnifying minds. So what we often try to get across the point on this show is that stand back and look at a situation rather than from it. Uh, I'm looking forward to our trip uh, that we're upcoming to Fort Lauderdale to get some more tattoos. And my tattoos are not lapses of reason. They are um, all therapy related and well thought out. At least I think so in my own mind. Uh, And if you want to look in the past, we have uh, had podcasts and little short blurbs about the meaning behind each one of those two, those tattoos. And if you'd care to do that, Mike would certainly tell you how to do that. However, at the end of every podcast, we do offer a free, yes, free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another till all are free none are free namaste please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast if you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait click the shop icon on our website we have clothing mugs cell phone cases and so much more show the world that you fish without bait This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.